Welcome back to yet another edition of The Lord of the Storm. Coming to you five days a week, bringing you quality biblical content and surpassing all of your wildest dreams and expectations of what a Bible reading podcast could be. Oh, wait, that's that's for someone else's podcast, not this one. Never mind. But hey, we're glad you've tuned into this one anyway. I am Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend, and today we find ourselves in Acts 13, and I'll be reading from the easy to understand and read, or EUR version that's available on Amazon. Today, some Gentiles hear the best news they've ever heard and can't wait to hear more. Let's ask the Lord to bless today's reading. Father, as per our custom, I come before you and ask that you would open up all of our hearts and minds to your word, speak truth to us, I pray. And may our lives be changed as a result of this time spent with you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 13 Now in the church at Antioch, there were some prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, the foster brother of Herod the governor, and Saul. As they served the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate Barnabas and Saul for me, for the work I have for them. Then, after they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. From there, they sailed to Cyprus. When they were at Salamis, they proclaimed God's word in the Jewish synagogues. They had John as their attendant. When they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a Jewish sorcerer who was a false prophet named Barjesus. He was with Sergius Paulus, the Roman-appointed leader for the area, a man of intelligence. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Almias, the sorcerer, which is his name by interpretation, opposed them, seeking to turn Sergius Paulus away from the faith. But Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at him and said, You son of the devil, full of lies and schemes, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is on you, and you will be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. Immediately, a mist and darkness fell on him. He went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When Sergius Paulus saw what was done, he believed and was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Paul and his company set sail from Paphos and came to Persia in Pamphylia. But John left them and returned to Jerusalem. And passing on from Perga, they came to Antioch of Pisidia. They went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. After the customary reading of the law and the prophets, The rulers of the synagogue said to them, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, speak. Paul stood up and, motioning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. Our God chose our fathers and blessed the people when they stayed as foreigners in Egypt, and with his mighty arm he led them out. For about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness. When he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, He gave them the land as an inheritance for about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Afterward, they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man from the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. When he removed him, he raised up David to be their king, saying, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. From David's offspring, God has brought salvation to Israel, according to his promise. Before his coming, John had first preached the baptism of repentance to Israel. As John was fulfilling his course, he said, Who do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but one comes after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, children of Abraham, 
and those among you who fear God, the word of this salvation is sent out to you. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers fulfilled the words of the prophets by killing him, because they didn't know him or the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath. Though they found no legitimate reason to do so, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had fulfilled all the things that were written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. We bring you good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this to us, their children, in that he raised up Jesus. As it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. Concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now nothing can destroy his body. As he has spoken, I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. And as he says also in another psalm, You will not allow your holy one to see decay. For David, after he had in his own generation served God's purposes, died and was laid with his fathers, and his body decayed. But he who God raised up saw no decay. Let it be known to you, brothers, that through this man is proclaimed to you forgiveness of your sins. And by him, everyone who believes is made right with God, which you could not be by the law of Moses. Beware that you don't become like those the prophets warned, writing, Look, you who reject these wonders as foolishness and perish, for I will do in your days a miracle which you will not believe, even as someone explains it to you. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the meeting ended, many of the Jews and the devout converts followed Paul and Barnabas, who urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city was there to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the large crowd, they were filled with jealousy and contradicted the things Paul spoke about, and by doing so, spoke against God. Paul and Barnabas spoke out loudly and said, It was necessary that God's word should be spoken to you Jews first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will preach it to the Gentiles. For the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have set you as a light for the Gentiles, that you should bring salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. As the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of God, and many gained eternal life by believing. The Lord's word was spread throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the religious and prominent women and the leading men of the city and caused persecution against Paul and Barnabas and threw them out of their city. But the two shook off the dust of their feet against them and went on to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. As I read through and listened back through the reading, what struck me was I felt like we were getting a taste of what it was like to be there with Paul and Barnabas as they went out on their first missionary journey. Paul does an excellent job of going through the history of Israel and showing the progressive work of God. The way the scripture tells it, it gives the feeling that we're right there listening in as the audience that day would have. What's telling is that when the Jewish leaders first talk to Paul and Barnabas, they tell him, If you have any word of encouragement, speak. Well, what could be more encouraging than the message of Jesus and the salvation that he brings, which they have been waiting for their entire lives? So Paul does his recap, and the Gentiles just eat it up, because what they heard was a message which applied to them also, not just the Jews. Paul tells them, through Jesus' death and resurrection, you can have your sins forgiven and be made right with God. 
They didn't say anything about having to keep up the law. They didn't exclude the non-Jewish listeners in the audience. Instead, they let them know the good news. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what terrible things you have done, how you have acted in the past. Jesus is what you need to be made right with God. And they responded. The scripture tells us that they begged to hear more. For them and for us 2,000 years later, this is the best news you will ever hear. Jesus frees you from the condemnation of sin and gives you a new life. And it's available to you now. They couldn't wait to hear more about this because it was radically different than what the Jewish teachers were saying. And after the meeting, they go out and tell everyone they can find about this incredible message they heard about Jesus and what he offers. We know that they did this because we're told in the passage that on the following week, nearly the whole city showed up to hear the message. One of the things that can happen to Christians is that after we've been saved by Jesus for a number of years, We can forget just how good the news of Jesus is. We can forget that joy of knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we're made right with God because of what he has done. To those who haven't heard this message clearly articulated, it's life-changing news. That joy that comes from knowing that your sins are forgiven, there's nothing else like it. That's why we need to stay in the Word so we can get these reminders and so they can prompt us to be like Paul and Barnabas to share this message of encouragement and hope with others. Let's pray. Father, may we never forget the day when we first heard and understood the incredible gift you gave us. Prompt us, Lord, to share the good news message with others so that they, too, could come to know and follow you. Once again, send harvesters out into the fields, we pray, and start with us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that is going to wrap it up for today, but now the real work begins as we have the honor of sharing the message with someone else. I pray that God opens that door for you today. Thanks for listening. God bless.